What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 41, and Uncle and I are really just catching up. It's been a little while since we actually recorded an episode, so we kind of just discussed some of the stuff we're watching. I get to talk a little bit about my Raptors and the NBA, which was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, so we run the gamut on at least a few topics. So I hope you enjoy the episode. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Please comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. And we will also be on Facebook by the time this comes out at facebook.com slash welcome to your doom show. Anyways, that's all the logistics that I really wanted to mention. And I think we're ready to get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. ever tell you the story um so when i was going to start working at, at portland yeah i was talking to my boss and he's like i need you to go work in maine and i'm like that's cool and, or no it was he goes the project was for the state of maine and i'm like cool okay i didn't really connect that he was talking about like the actual state of maine oh what did you i don't know what i thought like i thought it was like maine like maine yeah, man i like just thought maine? maine man maine something yeah i'm just like whatever cool he's like yeah first you'll probably fly into portland then just go from there to whatever the city was i, can't, I still can't remember what it is and i'm like that's dope i love portland Bangor? no it wasn't where you, you flew into you mean i flew into portland and then oh, it was somewhere some, just outside oh, of portland okay, okay, okay. i never remember it off the top of my head like i went there pretty much like fucking full time but yeah in any case i forgot where i was going um and when, when my former boss told me about that, I was like, that's awesome. I love Portland. He's like, yeah. No. And then I started thinking about it. And then I was talking to Nisha about yeah. it. She's like, you do know that when he says state of Maine, he means the state Maine. M-A-I-N-E. Portland's not Portland, Oregon, you fucking moron. And I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I, I like Portland. I like- when we went out there... Um- uh, Sh- uh, Shopee and Anish are out there, right? Yeah, so yeah. we went to visit them in the fall. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was amazing. And, like, we went to, um, this is Shipyard. Yep. And uh, there's a ton of other breweries there. It's definitely, like, a, it's a very, like, uh, sty- like stylish and, like, trendy. It's super trendy. Yeah. Like, there. So, you know, uh, we had a really good time. And I think I'd, I'd love to go back. Like, I think I think it's I thought it was great. Right. It was Augusta, actually. That was the, I did. Augusta, I had to think yeah. of the hotel we'd stay at, and then immediately it popped in my head. Um, yeah. 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 Well, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Shit. I did have another well, we Portland should... story, though. So basically, Portland, I ended up screwing up my dates when I was traveling out there. And typically, whenever I travel out there, yeah. I always go on Sunday, get in Sunday night. That way, I could be right fresh and early on Monday, be at the office and do work. Yeah. And then I would fly out Thursday. Yeah. Um, which is somewhat different. Most consultants would just fly in on the Monday, mm-hmm. um, but we kind of we kind of bent over a little bit for that one. We're like, it's fine. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's not a big sacrifice. And personally, I liked it better. That yeah. way, you're not in a rush on Monday. That's right. Yeah, you get to sleep in a bed. You just yeah. it's chill. Um, well, I screwed up because I actually came in on the Sunday that was Super Bowl Sunday, 
nobody else was coming out on Sunday except for me. Oh, so I it was see. just so me by myself. myself. And I'm like, well, fuck. And then instead of driving to Augusta, I'm like, well, wait, why don't I just stay the night in Portland? It could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, like I was bar hopping by myself, making <laughs> bars, like you're making right. friends in bars. You're making bars, bars and friends. friends. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Some girl hit on me, and her opening line was like talking about how I eat chicken wings, and I was like, that's horrifying because I'm like I'm just there probably eating like a goddamn it's, savage Jesus. are you a cartilage guy I can't remember oh, I get in there man I'll I clean them up I like, barely like the bone isn't even safe with me sometimes I've bitten in and I'm like yeah, oh, yeah. I'm chewing bone yeah I know I do that I do that like yeah. I make I clean them up you can make a necklace out of the bones that I leave like that's um I, I have very little respect for people who just like you know they got like just bite the middle yeah and, you know there's there's a clump on the end and there's a clump on the other end I'm like when you get like eight of those yeah that's like a whole, that's like a whole other chicken. Yeah, that's still there. You know, like it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of meat. Well, um, every four wings is a chicken, when you think about it. How many chickens have to get butchered for like twelve wings? You got you need three chickens. That's right. But I mean, if you leave the clumps on the end, I feel like it's a whole, whole other chicken. So like, oh no, I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just oh, saying yeah. the economy of chicken wings. Oh sure, sure. You start thinking about it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. a lot of life lost. Well, it's not it's like just, they just take the take the, the wings and like, well, done with that, and they throw it away. <laughs> don't need that carcass. Like shark, like shark fin, like shark fin. Oh my god! I saw some. Do you see that video? Like Jason Momoa posted on his Instagram, but there was these Icelandic fishermen that that yeah f- fished a shark and were just like cackling like maniacs and yeah. cut its fins off and threw it back in the water. And the one guy is like, "Now try swimming." You like yeah said something ridiculous. Horrible. I'm like. Wow, that is it's it's horrifying, and it's like posted on social media with no uh, with no understanding that there could be repercussions to that. Yeah, it's like that's like legitimately, you know, it's a, a homicidal behavior. Like yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it was actually kind of terrifying. It was horrible to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't but, actually do an intro. No, this is all good conversation. No. So I'm yeah, yeah. What's up, folks? What's How you up? doing? What is up? My name is Atul. I'm Justin, and this is the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is—it's uh, been a little while since we've—we've. We've, uh, yeah, the last an episode, episode we banked, so yeah, we haven't <clears throat> sat down and done one. That's right. Yeah. So because like we had the one month where we did kind of three, like really, really close succession. Yeah. It was, it was uh, uh, Hellboy, Shazam, and. Uh, there was one just before that. What was, what was before? Oh, that? Was Infinity War. Infinity, uh, Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Yeah. So uh, we we banged those ones out, um, and we kind of took a, took a little break. I mean, it's playoff season, and a lot of people are just I watching a ton of blasket basketball. Basketball. <laughs> they get blasted and watch basketball. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm rocking my it's my uh, We the North Toronto stuff. This is still We the North, yeah. Yeah, We the North. I got the finals hat on that Nisha got. I didn't take this off because I think that's supposed that's, to stay that's on. That's what yours. That's the what under the one do. goes. That's but do, is this supposed top, to stay on? The top is supposed to stay on. I don't is know. It? The shiny sticker. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't know. I feel like that's what all the kids are doing these days. So I think I you're all right. You gotta stay, all right. Try and stay young. Yeah, stay trendy. I'm um, fucking dying inside. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a lot of, it's just been a lot of basketball, even for people who don't really uh, watch basketball like me. So um, you had more comments on the DJ the day that you actually went to the <laughs> game than you did the, what is this guy playing? Yeah. Dude, you're at a fucking playoffs game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I feel like it's a licensing thing. Like, they were playing songs because they only had the license for... I don't know what it is. A lot of shot player. No, no, not even. Not even. They were playing songs from, like, the early 2000s. Like, when I was going to university or, like, late high school. Like, that's what they were playing. I guess maybe that's what the 
That's how old those fans yeah, are. Yeah, that would be now my like guess. maybe that's what they're like catering to those fans yeah. who now have that disposable income. Yeah, yeah. That can come to these like come to, especially finals games, which you know cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, disposable like all of the income. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's apparently now, dude. Like tickets. So Nish so, and I, we yeah. were watching. We were about to go watch game two, and for some, when I say about to go watch, we were going to go to a bar and watch it. Like thirty yeah. minutes before tip off. Yeah. Nish is looking up tickets. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, even if you find tickets, we're not going to go there. Like, I'm not going to pay because tickets. We were looking it up. It was like twenty two hundred for a pair, and I'm like. Yeah. That's I'm not crazy. gonna pay twenty two hundred for two tickets and miss the first quarter. Yeah, like, that's nuts. There's there's what forty eight minutes in a game. Yeah, you know forty eight minutes of playing sure, time sure, in a sure. game. Factor that against how much money you're paying. How many dollars per minute? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so. it's no, it's totally nuts. Um, but this town is in a, a full on like raptor fever. No, 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 let me correct you. This whole country is on straight up raptor fever, and most of the states are in straight up raptor fever. I saw really demographics in the states like yeah. there was basically a map of north america yeah i mean i don't know if mexico is part of north america is north america mexico it is right it is okay nafta good anyways we all know my geometry is your geography great, but my geography is not see how i salvaged that that was, <laughs> that was i managed to catch it before oh, it went really god. off the rails oh my god god damn it i'm still hungover. okay Ugh. listen let me get back to my geography so everybody basically had a map of canada and the u.s yeah and all of Canada was just basically blotted with raptor, the raptor symbol. But yeah. every other state in the United States, not to be confused with another place with states, had raptor symbols across every single state except for, I think it was, well, obviously California. And then there was one next to it. It might have been Nevada. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. We got some Americans rooting for us, too, right? Most of them are. Yeah. I mean, for, basically for the last five years, the, the Warriors have been a dynasty. Yeah. And it's gotten kind of boring. As soon as yeah. Kevin Durant joined their team, it became just so lopsided that things were no longer interesting. Right. I mean... I will say this, the last most interesting finals that I've ever seen was when LeBron basically, uh, he was on the Cavs and they were down three to one. Like yeah. the, the Warriors had them basically on the ropes. And LeBron, as basically a one-man show, I mean, everybody else on his team played exceptional. Yeah. But he was just, exce- like, he was doing so well. He was exceeding everybody in points, rebounds, assists, yeah. fucking probably steals too. Like, he was leading across all categories and on his team and I think maybe even on the Warriors like yeah. it was just nuts yeah. um, that was the last interesting finals I've seen after that as soon as Kevin Durant joined the Warriors it became so one sided it was no longer fun to watch yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see that. And again, I'm not, I'm not a, a Raptors fan, but all you, you like, you guys are. My yeah. most of my family is, so I get all, the, I get all the news and the analysis. Um, You've been whether, a good sport about it. Whether I, whether I want to or not. No, I enjoy like when people are getting together and being social. It's like it's fun, right? Um, so, so you know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting time. But like because of that, because like it's just been a complete whirlwind for the last few weeks. Like, yeah. uh, so you know, we're kind of back on it. We, we have game, what was it game five? Game five. Game tomorrow. five is tomorrow. Yeah. So there's, you know, people are all making. You're making plans. Everyone's making plans for for tomorrow to go see the game. So it's fun. It's good. You know, like, and I think this city is just making a tremendous amount of money right now. Yeah. Just like it's good for the city. The amount of like transactions that are happening is yeah. just like it's 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 crazy. It's really good for the city. And, and as a basketball fan, these finals. I mean, I I'm somewhat biased in the fact that my team has been winning in the finals so far. Yeah. But. At the same time, it's way more interesting basketball because 
the thing about the Golden State Warriors is you can never count them out. Yeah, they yeah. are like three three pointers away from like taking your ten point lead and squashing it. Yeah, sure, sure. And they're a good defensive. Like they're a good team with or without Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, it's just that their other guys haven't been showing up. And yeah. uh, but because of that, things have been close. Because sure, yeah. It's the Raptors and them when they're both at their prime. Yeah. They're both pretty close. Yeah. I think the Raps are better if they're playing at their peak. It's just the Raps don't play at their peak all the time. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been great. Like, it's been really good basketball. It's been good fun, like, for, yeah. like you said, the group for, for us, for Getting everybody. folks together yeah, and, absolutely. like, you know. The only downside is when they when they lose. I can't I can't get anybody to crack a smile. Hey, I, not, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. You're all right. I don't get that emotional no, about it. No, no, but especially the other guys that. do, right? Your like brother's a sad sack. <laughs> Amit, if you're listening to this, you need to cut that shit out and just let it go. You're not playing. <laughs> um, I love a lot of There's <laughs> a lot of emotional investment. Anyway, that was the end of our basketball podcast, and we're going to start the Welcome to Your Doom show now. Um, first, a word on the beer that we're having. Yes. There is a, uh, there's a brewery in Scarborough called The Common Good. It's a nice little establishment. I, I very much like going there. And uh, this beer I got from there is a partnership that they did. They were asked to brew something. And what it is, it's called It's Been a Slice. Yeah. And it's where they take um, bread that sh- the shelf life is, is, uh, is coming to an end. Well, basically, <laughs> basically, like that 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 documented shelf life is getting close, and they haven't sold the bread. Otherwise, it all it's all going to go to waste. So what they do is they they basically take it and they brew this beer from that bread to make sure that it gets used. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually really nice. Um, and and when you buy this bread, it actually sorry this beer, which I mean, is it's basically that bread. bread. It's, yeah, liquid, it's liquid bread. bread. Um, when you buy when you buy the beer, some of the money goes to and I can't. I wish I had the can with me right now, but it, there's a. There is a uh, company or like a nonprofit likely that does that type of recycling stuff. So uh, for food, um, so yeah, so and it's pretty good actually. I kind of I'm kind of enjoying it. So it's it's anything but common, but exceeds good. I was thinking about that for a while. I that know. being said, I had that thought, and then you told me we're basically drinking expired bread water. <laughs> So, but I don't take it back. This is actually really good beer. I, I, I think it's really good. It's a lager, I'm Ex- assuming, right? Expired bread water. <laughs> expired bread water. <laughs> no, uh, that's good. That's what they should put on the can. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. There's your advertisement yeah, right there. It's just expired. like a moldy can. <laughs> they managed to, so they just like deface some of it, so it's like scratchy yeah. and gross on the outside. No. Look, it's it doesn't taste. We were advertising it really well <laughs> yeah, good, like, in yeah. advance, and then all of a sudden you just said, "Hey, moldy bread water." <laughs> They basically take garbage and they make beer out of it. <laughs> no, I'm just this. Oh my god! I don't think that they would be doing something like no, that. no, absolutely not. And this it's is for really a good. good beer. It's, a very, it's for a good cause absolutely. and like and it's uh, making sure it, it gets used and it does not taste anything like it. it actually tastes really, very good. No, no, it's exceptional. Um, I'm, I'm, I like this a lot. I, yeah, so common good. Go after. <laughs> yeah, good common beer. good uh, at Warden Ellesmere. Yeah. and we maybe we could just put something on the the show notes. Hell yeah, 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 absolutely. I, mean, um, I wouldn't advertise the beer if it wasn't like good. This is this is really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so let's let's we're gonna use this episode as just kind of like a catch up episode. Like we've seen some stuff, yeah. some like some news. Um, no movie or comic or video game to review today explicitly. You just want to catch up. Um, Do you want to have a line for that? Uh, no, no. Good. We're gonna go right into it right now. Sing it. <laughs> it's been a while, I, I don't remember what the Mega Man theme sounds like. Oh, man. 
Get out of my house. I'll play it. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So you got, you got a topic I got, you I got, talk I got about? some stuff. Let's, Let's just talk about this DC streaming service for a second. Okay. Um, Swamp Thing. Really, really excited to watch that. And first piece of news that came out was that, you know, they basically closed production down and, sh- and chopped off three episodes or two, ep- three episodes, three, I think, yeah. from the series. So Third it went from 13 to 10. to 10. I'm like, hey, that's cool. A lot of the doom and gloom headlines were coming out about, you know, well, the show. And then the advertisement, advertising. Oh, that's the other thing what? that uh, we need to mention that if you haven't already noticed. We may need to pause. I don't know if a lawnmower going off <laughs> yeah, is a good fucking we're, thing we're for de- podcast. We're definitely, <laughs> we're definitely outside trying yeah. to record this place. This is a really nice day. Uh, but we do have a lawnmower going off. Um, how does it sound in the... It in doesn't the, sound great. I think we should, we should pause and come back to this after the man has manscaped his lawn. <laughs> He's doing that to himself. <laughs> he's like very he's just standing there. His wife is just like oh. running the lawnmower over his chest. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just lawnmower stories are too personal for me. When we come back, <laughs> I'll talk about my lawnmower story. You have a lot of stories. You got like got main tons, stories. You got, got lawnmower stories. I'm thinking of doing stand up. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna pause this for now and then yeah. we'll come back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. So we are recording outside, as yes. you guys have already uh, found out. It was just too nice of a day to, to be inside and just like take the chance. We So you might hear some wind blowing. Some of my neighbors are out. Family's having a good time. Somebody just finished cutting their lawn. So um, ignore all that. Yeah. Somebody's murdering somebody. <laughs> somebody has a door slamming in the background. Yeah. Um, so back to what we were talking about. We are talking about Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. So three episodes cut off of the first season and the doom and gloom headlines came out about, you know, just like why and all this speculation. Then they started advertising it. Uh, and the trailers came out, posters came out. And I was just like, kind of just erased those headlines in my mind because it just looked so good. Yeah. It looked exactly like what I wanted to see. Swamp Thing has been treated like a horror character in the, in the DC continuity for a very long time. And, uh, it's just, it just looked so damn good, you yeah. know, like in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I'm a big horror guy, as you're going to find out, because I got a, you know, I got a ton of horror stuff to talk about today, too. But uh, so I was really, I was really excited. Show came out to great reviews, too. And that's, you know, that's another thing where, uh, you know, for a TV show, I do a little more review searching because it just takes so much more time. Yeah. It's like 13 hours of your life, life as opposed to two. So, you know, people seem to like it. People that I trusted, you know, like um, on certain websites, certain journalists seem to like it. And then first episode aired, I think, on the DC Universe app. And then uh, DC Universe canceled the series. Yeah. And there was just massive amounts of confusion. Like, why? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then a few headlines came out that I read. I'm not up to date. I feel like it's still churning out there. But there was something about a tax credit. Yes. In Louisiana? Was it not was it not Louisiana? It, it was, might have been um, North Carolina. North yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Sorry. They they're shooting in North Carolina. So um do you know more about that? I know a little bit more. Um there's um a guy that I worked with at DreamWorks for a time who was actually under the name of the VFX soldier. He was like anonymous for a long time and then he came out as being this sure. you know, this guy, yeah. Daniel Lay. I mean, it, it, you say VFX soldier, people in the industry that know yeah. that, that yeah. person. Um, at this point, he's, you know, 
He's maybe infamous. I don't know. Sure. But uh, sharp guy. I, I, he's a good guy. Anyways, he's somebody that's been talking about ta- like companies basically doing a bunch of stuff in certain countries or basically taking work out of like usually the big VFX hub is really California. Is, sure. You know, yeah. That's yeah. where movies get made for the most part. Um, I mean, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because of all these tax credits that all these places are offering, I mean, Canada does it a ton. That's why yeah. there's a lot like the CW does most of their shows in Vancouver because That's Canada right. incentivizes yeah. that and gives them back money for that. That's right. Right. That's right. And I guess these companies like DC or well, I guess Warner brothers are actually relying on that. Sure. And it sounds like that they just fucked up something. They just, yeah, I feel like it was just some, you know, accountant or, you know, yeah. a producer who was gathering the money and doing all the crunching all the numbers. Just, made a mistake yeah and they were and relying on another 40 grand that just wasn't coming not 40 grand sorry 40 million it was that wasn't 40 million yes. and that is not it's insignificant not a small chunk of change and it's ha- it sounds like also it's their production budget exactly i think it's also why this move this show and i haven't seen an episode i've just been i'm just talking about the uh the the, the advertising material um swamp thing himself looks amazing the suit looks amazing like the the production value seems to be very high on the show, whereas something like Titans, for example, which is like a fraction of the cost, yeah. doesn't look nearly as good. No, it doesn't. Um, and, and again, this is all from promotional material. but So that really sucks, because I was really looking forward to that. And um, now there are headlines coming out about like potentially Warner Brothers reworking the DC Universe application and just you know, that streaming service. Because Warner Brothers themselves, I believe, are going to come up with their own streaming service. So none of this makes a lick of sense, no. to be honest. And, and actually, I just pulled up an article in Forbes, and one of the things... I've got to read this article, so this might have all... I mean, that was heavily reported, but it also said there was some dust-up... Oh, this is quoting Forbes. There was some sort of dust-up that had to do with the show shooting in North Carolina, where WB was promised more money than they got from the state due to some sort of error. But further reporting seems to say that they'll get the money they're owed anyway and that this cancellation had nothing to do with the North Carolina situation. Wow, weird. So maybe there's something else going I on. I did read him. another thing where there were two opposing um, creative choices that were being made. One some there was a, there was a there was someone who wanted the show to be like a week to week like a police procedural versus a uh, more sort of dark horrific story. So it's um it may be just a combination of all that stuff. Maybe. Um, but it's really interesting because I've never actually uh, seen this happen before. No. <laughs> and this is a, this is the first time I've ever read anything like this where, like, the, you know, the, the show pilot, I believe the pilot came out first, and there are a lot of people, positive reviews, people really excited, immediately got canceled. Yeah. It's a very, very strange series of events. Really unfortunate. I'm really, I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, and that brings me to my next point with you know if i want to support it we lowly canadians cannot access the dc universe application no um the only way i saw titans was because netflix canada released it after the entire series was out right i've been waiting for doom patrol Doom and i don't i don't i i have i don't know how to watch that show and i don't know how to watch swamp thing it just doesn't you know, we'd like have not, to look it up. So, Doom Patrols, I think it's on Sci-Fi or Space. What? Like, really? I think so. I think so. So we'd have to find out whatever streaming service in Canada is has that content. Might be Crave. But I thought they had an they had an exclusive like deal with Netflix or something. That's what I had thought, but maybe not. 
but maybe. Well, I yeah, know. I guess maybe I just need to do more research. Titans but like, how does like for a while before it actually went out into? It was at like it, there was an entry for it on Netflix, but it didn't actually come out on Netflix like months after. It didn't come out on Netflix until months after it was released on the DC streaming service. Right. Right. So, so I mean, it's it's. It's not obvious how Canadians get access to it, and I'm not sure how other countries, how they're handling distribution to other countries, but it's not obvious how to get it, because I'm really excited about Doom Patrol. Can't see it. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, I want to be able to support these shows, but I, can't, I, I actually can't find a way to do that. Um, so that, that really does kind of suck. Um, Space. So Doom Patrol is on space, so I guess we'd have to figure out... Uh, we'd have to up. subscribe to space? Well, it, wherever... Um, I don't know if Space is on like Crave or one of those oh, other. Oh, I see. Other you know services? what I mean? There, there yeah. are there are streaming services out there. So I yeah. guess I mean it looks like they're available. Dude, we can watch them on Space. It looks like they're right here. We might have to have like a Bell login or something like that. It's like how I watch TSN. I just like I log into my parents' Bell account because they have cable, oh, and then yeah. I'll watch Raptors games on TSN.ca. Okay, but yeah, I'm streaming it right now. Check it out. Forty-eight minute episodes. Granted, I'm on episode 11 and I'm jumping forward, but it looks like it's a full episode. Space Go. Weird. Dude, okay. Well, there it is. Watch that after. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely check it out. Oh, I just unplugged the thing. Um, it's just the audio or the headphones. Headphones. There we okay. Go. Um, um, yeah, man. I, I would definitely. I So now we know where Doom Patrol is. Now we just got to find out where Swamp Thing is. Yeah, that's, that's the right. Next plan. That's right. So yeah, that's that's kind of like the latest thing that happened there. I have a few other things here. I don't know if you had something. I mentioned it to you. One thing that I've been looking out, and I think people should check out because I think it's very it's a fun YouTube series that I've seen so far, and yeah. it's educational. Like if people are interested in VFX and kind of how you know CGI is done, um, there's a group of of three guys, and they I don't know where they work. I'd have to look it up. I'll put the a link to their their channel on uh, on the show notes, but um, they basically it's VFX. Uh, VFX artists react to whatever types of VFX. So it's good, it's bad, and they're sure, giving yeah. like, they're basically... Are they taking scenes from finished films? Yes. Okay. So like, for instance, the la the one I watched today, they were reviewing some of the stuff in The Matrix, okay. which they raved about. Yeah. They talked about Superman's CG jaw. Oh, like the, the mustache, the mustache, mustache gate? Yeah, mustache yeah. gate. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were the other things that were cool that I saw? They did Pacific Rim. So they talked about Pacific Rim and how amazing the first one was, and then yeah. how dog shit the second one was. Oh, okay. In terms of how they handled, like... It, yeah. It, it, and the thing is, like, it's not just a couple of people... Like, it's not just a few people just going, whoa, and woo. They're very <laughs> smart. What? I don't know. What what shows do you watch where no, no. it's just a bunch of people Have going like this? Have you seen reaction Why are they all like Dracula? Dracula? No. What I'm saying, what I mean is it's not just people basically just spouting off their opinions. Oh, yes. Like yeah. uneducated oh, opinions sure, sure. or, or sure. just whatever. It's them like So saying, they know something about it. They know they, a lot about, know about it. And they'll it, talk yeah. about like, for instance, they were talking about like with Superman. Do they do freeze frames? Like do they stop they and be like, They do freeze frames. They'll go frame by frame. Okay. Then they'll go yeah. into like, so when they were doing the Matrix, they were doing the obvious, the bullet time thing. They were discussing that and how revolutionary it was at the time. Yeah. And then they started showing the behind the scenes footage with the cameras that go around. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about, not only were they talking about what the cameras were doing. But it was interesting that when they were planning out the shot, yeah. they in order to put the right amount of cameras and at the right amount of distance from each other, yeah. they had to know the speed that they were going to do it. Oh, okay. So like they're All like, right. okay, for for the I remember this, kick yeah. one, they would have to do a lot more because they were ramping up in a certain All way. All the way around. But yeah. Neo's might be a little bit different when he's doing the bullet time. Yeah. You know, step, lean back thing. Yeah. Um, 
but then they were talking about Superman and the jaw thing, and they were talking about, like, they were saying why it looked janky. Yeah. But they were also, like, they would go into fine detail and be like, first of all, I, I'm trying to remember that, but basically a big thing was, like, the corners of his, his mouth yeah. weren't uh, stretching and compressing the way that skin typically would. Yeah. Like, it looked like a hack job. Yeah, it did. Um, it did, I remember. It looked like a hack job, I think, when we reviewed Justice League, I didn't think it was that horrible on screen but then when you're looking at it later and especially yeah. on a smaller screen um it doesn't look great yeah but i mean in the moment if nobody told me there was something going on there i probably would just have chalk it chalk it up to some something yeah yeah i don't know you're, you're right i i didn't it wasn't a focal point for me no. but i it's something that was at the back of my mind i, I can't remember if we mentioned it on the actual podcast or not but yeah but it's 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 definitely something where I where I look. I think especially in that sort of phone footage at the beginning of yeah. Justice League. I think that's where it's actually the most janky. Yeah, it's yeah, at yeah. its jankiest, if you will. Jankiest, yeah. 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 So, anyways, that's one thing I would recommend, and it's really good. Like, what's it called? Uh, it's just VFX artists react to something. Oh, okay. If you look that up, you'll you'll find it. Sure. Um, yeah. But like I said, I'll I'll look at you know what I'll look it up while we're we're talking. Um, but what else was I going to say about that? But it's like I said, it's really good from an education perspective because they go into, they'll talk about not only like, they'll talk about lighting and shadows and how you can make things look real, more realistic doing um, different, having different choices and making sure it matches the environment that it's in. Right. They'll talk about other ways they would have done or approached the situation that was trying to be done there. Right. Um, they had a really cool one about, um, what's the, the, uh, the character's name from Gladiator? Proximo, I think. The, the guy Rock that owned someone. the slaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Oliver Reed. Was that Oliver Reed? Yeah, he yeah. passed away He passed away in that, the middle of that. During that. There were shots. I did, first of all, I never knew until this day, or the day that I saw him talking about it, that he had died. I didn't... Oh, I yeah, was, yeah, I didn't know much about Oliver Reed. Yeah, Still yeah. Now, he's he's a, he's definitely a big actor, but not yes. from our era. No, no, no. Like, no. He's, uh, he, was, uh, he was from, like, the era before us. Like, my dad... Like, knew who Oliver Reed was. Bob, right. like, my uncle, you know, he... Uncle Bob. Bob. Uncle Bob, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he knew... He knows Oliver Reed very, very well. But he's he's been in a lot of prestige pictures. Um, and uh, the, I think the last scene is almost entirely CG where he dies. Yeah. Because he's like... He, they intercut a few scenes of him holding that wooden sword. Mm -hmm. And they did some crazy... I don't know what they did. I remember watching the, the special features on the DVD. Yeah. Um, and uh, what they did there is very similar. I feel like it was similar, but not not as bad like as the crow mm. when they did like that mirror shot in the there crow. There was a couple. Yeah, were... there was like I was like I could tell something was going on, yeah. but I couldn't. The most put my finger on it. Shot yeah. from the crow was when he. What was it? It was just it was just after the makeup scene, and yeah. they had this like shot where he was like he's he's in darkness in yeah. the window yeah. and they had the camera that pans out in yeah. from up from out the window and they had a couple of shots of lightning that lit him up and yeah. that's when they did like a face replacement on that so oh, they just basically okay. pumped his face yeah. onto that that looked janky i thought there was isn't there a scene in the crow where he smashes a mirror and he's looking into the mirror and the shards of glass are like oh, they're broken like, up yeah, and they're it's broken him up in pain, but it could have yeah. been from, i think it was actually from when he comes out of the grave so they reused that footage but back to proxima Sorry, yeah. they did something like that with him too so there's a moment in the film where he's watching the i think it was the Battle of Carthage, or I yeah, think yeah. that's what it's called. And he's leaning forward, and there's sun coming through this window that has a bunch of like holes in it, and it's projecting onto his face. So you can see like oh, you yeah. know, the shadows of this very specific window. Yeah. 
they designed a set around what that, or at least this is what they propose. They designed the set around um, when, when the, at the end of the film, when the guys were coming to basically take away Maximus. Yeah. Um, they designed the set around having the windows kind of be like that. They dropped the, um, the, the brightness um, of that shot that they had of him at the Battle of Carthage, and they made it look like he was, do- it was basically the same shot, him leaning forward, looking out to see the soldiers coming. But it was something that they had just re- they, yeah. reused from earlier, and That's it was neat wild. the way that they did it. So like, there's they 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 go into details on that. So I, I ended up looking it up. You can find it. It's VFX artists react to bad CGI and they're numbered. And the uh, the YouTube channel is called Corridor Crew. So I, I I'm enthralled with it. I think it's great. So I certainly uh, I certainly recommend. Cool, that. cool. Yeah, yeah, we should check that out. Um. Sorry, I was just checking Gladiator to make sure it was in fact Oliver Reed. Was it? it was yeah, it was. Okay. I just you know I had a panic attack there where I'm like, wow, I could be remembering that wrong, but yep. uh, but there it is. All is well. Um, so yeah, something that I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to a lot, of, a couple podcasts. Uh, uh, it's basically this is like a bunch of horror stuff I've been doing because I've been I've recently decided to really close some of the gaps in my um, in what I've seen. When it comes to horror, there are a lot of classics I haven't seen, mm. a lot of cult stuff I haven't seen that are constantly mentioned. I bring them up from time to time, but I kind of know of them and I know what their importance is, but I've never actually seen them. Okay. Um, but I have started listening to a podcast called Shockwaves, and it is a Blumhouse pop- podcast. So all these guys who work for Blumhouse um, uh, have this horror podcast, and uh, and it's three or four, three hosts maybe. Um, Ryan Turek is one of them, who was a producer on Halloween, um, 2018. Yep. And, uh, and, um, oh, I'm not going to try and remember all the names. I shouldn't even said that one if I couldn't remember them all. <laughs> but, uh, but they're all, they're all really great hosts, but they're also involved in the movie industry. Hmm. So, like I said, Ryan Turek is a producer, but he's also directed documentaries. Um, the woman on the show, uh, recently did something called All the Creatures Were Stirring, which is this christmas horror movie that i'm hoping we get to do drinking skeletons episode this year around christmas time on that and it's a shutter exclusive oh beauty i think so i was really excited to but when it came out i just didn't have the right time to watch it and so i'm basically going to wait until december this year to, to to watch it so i'm pretty excited about that sweet um so you know writers directors producers like so you get a lot of uh you get a lot of insight into the process along with some really unpretentious banter about horror you know from these guys who actually help make these movies yeah um so uh some so some people think that i have like weird deep cut horror or not even horror just like recommendations for when it comes to movies or books or whatever or comics or whatever yeah but but just like listening to these guys and the shorthand in which they talk about these cult movies and these like Man, I'm not, I'm just like I'm scratching the surface at this <laughs> point. Like there is some shit in here where I'm like writing down recommendations that come out of the show. Yeah. So you know, a couple of things that I've I've heard about on the show. There's two books that they were reading that they all raved about. You know, uh, one's called Fantastic Land, um, and I can't remember the other one, The Haunted Forest or something. The Haunted Forest is a crazy. It's this crazy premise where a forest pops up is completely haunted but the whole it's like jurassic park they make a theme park out of it so you could take a ride through the haunted forest yeah um so i was like oh that sounds great that's like you know really interesting stuff so um yeah shockwaves 
great guests. So the first hour is usually just what they've seen and what they've read. And they're talking about that. And then the second hour of the show is a guest they bring on. So they brought on, you know, the, 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 the two guys, the co-directors of, uh, of, of uh, Pet Cemetery, for example, or Joe Bob Briggs, um, who, um, oddly enough, is the next thing I'm going to talk about. Because <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs, this whole idea of closing the gap on cult horror films, Joe Bob Briggs is this guy. And I showed you a little bit of what he had going on. Yes, yeah. Um, He's basically, uh, I, I really like watching this guy. He basically created this persona a long time ago. I don't know exactly how long ago to review exploitation and genre films. Uh, he basically just, you're watching the movie with him. So that's his, that's kind of his shtick. He's like, he introduces the movie. And then as the movie goes on, he intercuts himself into the movie to talk about it. Talk about some facts about the movie. But he's also really, really funny and really intelligent. Um... So he's got like a massive, massive following, and I've heard about him in the fat in the past. But Shutter revitalized his show, so mm -hmm. now he's got a show on Shutter. Nice. And uh, so I'm actually experiencing these cult classic horror films that I wanted to close the gap on, but I'm watching them for the first time with Joe Bob Briggs on his show. Nice. It's called The Last Drive-In. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the like, so I've seen two, and I'm in the middle of the third one. So I saw a movie called Chud which is Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. That's a good name. An interesting thing here is that in the movie, the Jordan Peele's Us, when uh, the little girl's watching television at the be the first shot of the movie, she's watching television about the Hands Across America thing. Yeah. There are a bunch of videotapes on the sides, and one of them is Chud, um, for reasons that we don't need to get into now, but <laughs> it becomes obvious later in the movie why that why that's there. Next one is Castle Freak, which is a Barbara Crampton, Jeffrey Coombs joint. Jeffrey Coombs absolutely knocks this knocks this one out of the park. Who's Jeffrey Coombs? I know that. Jeffrey name. Coombs is uh, uh, the reanimator. Uh, you wouldn't know that. Uh, the guy who does the voice of the question on Justice League. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. And uh, he does uh, he does the voice of Brainiac in Injustice yep. Two, which I think is frankly just amazing. Good cast. His voice work for Brainiac in Injustice Two yeah. is perfect. Yep. Um, and uh, that you know, it, some of these have like they're really expo exploitive. Like they have some mean mean spiritedness to them. There's some shit in there where you're just like, oh, that's uh, you know, it's a bit tough to watch sometimes. But like, uh, they're cult classics for a reason. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm in the middle of is called Q the Winged Serpent. <laughs> it's as good as it sounds. Right. Um, and it's the directed to Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I guess. yeah. Um, it's uh, directed by a guy named Larry Cohen, who was this amazing cult yeah. horror director, producer guy who I've never seen any of his movies before. Oh, okay. So, Q the Winged Serpent. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that movie. It's it's really good. But all of this is very fun. So, yeah. Joe Bob Briggs is like really filling in the gaps, making this accessible to people. So, if anybody has the desire to see some of these like cult movies, check if they're on like one of Joe Bob. Br check if one of those those movies are an episode of Joe Bob Briggs. Um, because it's actually fun to watch them for the first time with Joe Bob, which I think people watch Joe Bob after they've seen the movie, uh, typically. But do you call him Joe Bob or do you just call him Joe? What would be the better like? With I feel it's Joe Bob. Joe I feel Bob? like because like you know he's been on a couple of interviews, um, post mortem with Mick Garris is another horror podcast that I, that I listen to, but also Shockwaves. I feel like they all call him Joe Bob. Wait, post mortem. Post mortem. It's 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 another podcast. Is it's oh, run okay. by. Uh, a, a director named Mick Garris who did like, um, who did uh, the Sh the Shining miniseries. Yeah, 
Um, he also did uh, Bag of Bones. Uh, he's done a lot of Stephen King adaptation. He did the TV, uh, the miniseries for The Stand. Oh, okay. um, so so and he's pretty talented. He also like co-wrote one of the first drafts for um, Hocus Pocus. So he's and he's got he's got a lot of horror cred. Cool. He's, he's he and so his show is very very good as well. I really enjoy. It. He's a very humble guy. Again, really a lot of insight into how to make these horror movies and nice. stuff. So yeah, no. When you said postmortem, I was like, wait, I thought you said Joe Bob was doing them now. Sorry, that's why I got confused. Postmortem is the, the name podcast. of the podcast. Gotcha, Sorry, gotcha. I was I was going a little fast there. I'm tr- I don't want to bore people too much with all of this horror podcast, you know, cult movie stuff. But yeah, that's kind of like what I've been doing on the on the movie front. Um, uh, I have a few other things here, but maybe you uh, want to jump into something. Did you check out that episode of Love, Death, and Robots I sent you? The, the werewolf, werewolf one? one. Yes, yes, I did. did. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. It was great. So my brother that's, and a couple of his friends were yeah. the ones that recommended. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots to me, and I, I just slept on it for a while. I just, Same. It, it's been on my queue for a long time. I just haven't jumped into it, and then I was like, I let me look at the first episode, and I looked. It's like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, they're all shorts. No, sure, yeah. All right, I'll check it out. I was so blown away by the production quality of the animation, yeah. by the story, by the voice acting, everything. I was so fucking blown away. I was just like, I'm watching all of this right yeah. now. I, I didn't. I, I still have a few more episodes to clear, but Anytime I've got like 10 minutes, like even like during a work day or something, like sometimes you just need like a 10 minute break, go down yeah. and get a snack. That's perfect to throw on. Yeah. You know, it, it was so good. It was very, um, a friend at work also, um, recommended, he was like, I watched Love, Death and Robots and you think you'd like it. Yeah. Um, so I looked at it, I was just running through it and I saw one with the, with, uh, and the, the, the thumbnail was the werewolf and yeah. I'm like, mm. Yeah. Done. Okay. So I got to watch it. So I watched it and I'm like, wasn't disappointed. No. At all. It was actually really, really good. And, and they I, were referring to them as dog soldiers, which yeah, made me, like <laughs> just go nuts. Yeah. Like, yes. That's right. That's right. And uh, and then I watched the first episode about the uh, fighting the the monster that, ring fighting yep. basically basically which which had really just a hell of an ending. Yeah. And uh, and I also saw another one which was about these farmers. In yes. The, in the mechs. Yep. And, uh, and again, had a cool ending to that one, too. So um, I was, I've been pleasantly surprised by what great. I've seen so far, and right. I'm probably going to watch the rest. Yeah. And it's great, too, because every episode, I mean, you get different quality of... I don't want to say different quality, because that's not... It's different styles. It's different, all different styles. styles. That's yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, it's an anthology series yeah. in, like, every sense of the word. Yes. Although I thought... I wasn't sure if it was the same studio doing the animation because I, after saw, watching the uh, the werewolf one, the dog soldier one, was oh, that what it's called? What's I can't remember I, what it's called. I I think it was Change Shapeshifter. Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Oh, okay, and uh, the first episode they had that sort of hyper realistic yes. uh, animation style, kind of like a Blizzard, not even like a sorry, not not a Blizzard uh, thing, more like a you know a cutscene like from Final Fantasy, for sure, example, sure. like or. Trying to be uh, realistic, whereas the the farming one with the mechs, yes, that was a definitely hyper stylized, more Blizzard like animation cinematic yes. style, and uh, and uh, is that okay. a wasp or is that a I can't is that tell. a bumblebee? It looks pretty fat. Um, yeah, so I wasn't sure whether it was the same studio doing it all the time, but then I looked at the thumbnails for the other episodes, and they all look wildly different. Yeah, yeah. It just happened to be that the the werewolf one and the first episode that I saw 
looked similar yes. in terms of their animation Absolutely. style. There's maybe one other between the one that I think Shapeshifters was the last one I saw. Like I said, I still have a few more to go. Um, but some of them just are like one I just saw was too completely two D animated. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it was. Um, they, they, it's all great. It's all so good. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And who, who who makes it again? Um, it's the uh, guy who directed John, like, or sorry, Deadpool or John Wick? Dave, no, that's not. Tim Miller was the or guy. Oh, Tim Miller. Did. I thought. John Wick. I don't so, know. So, because this is. Oh, fuck. Anyway, I just painted myself into a corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of who makes it, I'm not sure. No, I'm like, sure. who makes it? Like, each are made by different studios. Yeah, exactly. But it, who is, like, the program director's. Oh, it's Tim Miller. Is it Tim Miller? Nice. And I also thought it was somebody else. It was Tim Miller and David Fincher. Fincher's involved. Yeah, he's an executive producer. Huh. So, so yeah. So it's like uh, definitely interesting, and um, I, I definitely I recommend it. I haven't seen them all, but I will. Yeah. Yeah. We got a few more to go. Yeah. Um, totally worth a watch if you're looking for something easy and quick on Netflix. That's for sure. And it's not something that's like too heavy hitting, really. Like, I mean, I guess they are, but it's not like watching like. Nisha wanted to watch like the Ted Bundy thing with uh, oh I yeah think it's Bundy. Zach, it Zach Efron yeah one of those two. Anyways, I was yeah. just like I have no interest in being depressed for yeah. the rest of the day. I'm good. I know I know enough about what had happened that I don't want to watch a reenactment. Sure, of Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's played out as mostly a drama, but it's not. You know, it's it's heavy. Yeah, I don't. I I've never I've never seen it, but it's it's heavy. No, so I'm good. Um, I'm good. All right. So what do I got here? Like I said, closing out a lot of that horror stuff, you know, all this, the, those gaps in my horror knowledge. Hammer horror. Never seen... People talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. About the ramifications of the Hammer horror movies, but never seen one in my goddamn life. So yeah. I went to close those out. So Hammer Horror is a production company, a British film production company. It was based in London, founded in 1934. The company's best known for a series of gothic horror films made from the mid-50s to the 1970s. Um, and I'm starting with what's called the Gothic Trilogy. Okay. So that's the Horror of Dracula, the Curse of Frankenstein, and the Mummy. Now, these names, obviously, mega familiar to a lot of horror fans. Universal came out with the original set of these movies in like the, you know, in the 40s, in the 30s and 40s. These guys, you can essentially see these guys as revitalizing that sort of um, pantheon of characters. Right. So when they came out... They came out in color. And I feel like this was color for the first time. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, for example, I, I started watching The Horror of Dracula. Mm -hmm. The title comes up and blood splatters on the title. And it is red as red can be. And I'm like, this is the first time anybody has seen this in color. I feel like that's why I was like, where's this blood coming from? Whose blood is it? Nobody cares. They just splattered blood on that title. And they're like, look, color. <laughs> Um, so they were just really obsessed with the fact that it was in color. Um, so I've seen the mummy. I'm watching right now the horror of Dracula, which is, uh, and, uh, and then I'll watch the Frankenstein one. But, uh, the interesting thing is here where with the universal movies, you had, um, you know, Bella Lugosi and you had, um, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. Yeah. And, and those guys here, you also have a similar dynamic with two guys returning for all these movies, and they are Christopher Lee and uh, Peter Cushing. Yeah. Uh, and Christopher Lee is obviously famous for playing Dracula, and I've never seen him play Dracula until now. And, uh, and it's great. He's really very good. And 
uh, and you can see why he was so popular. And there's obviously a ton of sequels here, um, but I'm kind of starting with this initial three to get my to to get to wet the appetite, you know. Uh, and I'm liking them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Their set design is a little too clean for me. That Some of it is my not problem with it. I've only so seen you've clips. seen. I, oh. I haven't seen full movies. I've only seen clips from them. Okay, and that and stills, and that was always kind of my problem with them. Whereas, like the you know the classic Universal horror, very films, gothic, very gothic. Yeah. yeah. Um, just didn't look clean, and that's just a symptom of the technology at the time. Right? I think that yeah, I think they just got, you know the craft was evolving. Like I, I think that maybe that heavy sort of gothic decrepit architecture yeah like thing maybe was just out of fashion maybe. i don't know but they were more modern stories like right because they came out so long after the universal film people right. wanted something new sure but you're right it is too some of the lines are a little too straight everything is a little too clean um that's one thing i thought that the mummy with like brendan fraser and them they i feel like they got that right mm. in some regards like i mean it's still obviously polished i mean big hollywood studio doing things in yeah. the late 90s early 2000s yeah but it to me it looks far more i guess you could say rugged than like i've seen a little bit of like the dracula untold sure sure um, yeah what was the other one they were trying to do like van helsing was like super streamlined yeah it was like, very it was very clean yeah it was very clean whereas um, the mummy kind of had a little bit more grit to it yeah that's right that's a right nicer i think a nicer aesthetic so that's true that was something that i think that's kind of gotten me to not really approach the Hammer Horror films, but that's true. You convince yeah. me. I yeah, I know it's so. Here's the thing I like. You trade that type of uh, sort of production design. What I trade it for is parlor scenes, man. I love a good fucking parlor scene. <laughs> it's this is a weird thing to say, but listen, when there are just two guys, they walk into the parlor and it's immaculately decorated and it's like you know it's very dramatic and they got the layered rugs and the fireplace is always roaring. You know, and they got the big wooden oak desk there and like the trolley with the, you know, with the whiskey or whatever. And they're pouring. So would you like, would you like a drink? It's like, yeah, you know, they pour out the drinks and they, they talk about strategy. They talk about, you know, mythology or whatever research. It's almost like a procedural, but taking place in like a really dope parlor. Yeah. You know? We do not have enough parlor scenes these days. I feel like they fell out of fashion at some point. At some point I think it would just happen all the time. Yeah. And uh and and we've we don't we just simply don't do that anymore. But we got to bring the parlor scene back, man, cuz I they they are in like I mean the mummy has a has a few great parlor scenes. I'm like, Fuck, I just love this shit. I love the set design. I love the yeah. conversations. I love I just I think I think it's I think the parlor scene is really like a lost art. I think the, the the hateful eight is basically a two and a half hour parlor, parlor scene. scene. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did like I did like that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, like that's kind of one of the things where I'm like, you know, the, the gothic architecture. But you know, give me a fucking parlor scene. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm doing all right. Scenes. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that they're more graphic, right? Like they are like they're way more violent. They are. There's a lot more blood. There are a lot of there's a lot of bosoms. Mm. A lot of heaving bosoms in these movies, so, so yeah, I think it was just pushing thing that that evolution of horror, right. kind of pushing it along to a more sort of um, violent, visceral level. So I'm having a lot, I'm having a lot of fun with that. I have to look at that. I like I said, I've only seen bits and pieces. I've never actually sat down and watched a yeah. full. Some full of movie. the the stories are actually quite interesting because they're very different than yeah. than the original stories. Um, a cool fact, uh, but you know most people probably know this, but I, I just I, I, I love the fact that you know Peter Cushing, and Christopher Lee were both prominent characters in the Star Wars 
mythology, right? Yeah. So Peter Cushing played Admiral Tarkin in A New Hope, and then he returned to play Zombie Tarkin in Rogue One, um, which was genuinely awful and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris- also something they discuss in VFX artists react. Oh, do they? Yeah. Do they, they like it or do they not? Um, his problem. I think the problem with him was that his face, the skin, was a little bit too. It didn't stretch and compress the way that skin right. naturally does. Right. They basically, I'm feeling yeah. like we're having. I'm seeing a skin, a skin problem. Yeah. Uh, skin's hard to nail. Kind of like, yeah. Skin's hard to nail because I mean you can get the textures right, but if the textures aren't, you know, squishing and squashing and everything. <laughs> Squishing in every which way. It's, Can you imagine it being a right. VFX artist whose your, your entire job is to like is to is to simulate skin? Yeah. And when you're just having a conversation with someone, all you're doing is looking at their skin. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's, that's all. It. That's what I'm doing right now. I know. Now that we're talking about yeah. it, <laughs> like, at how the lights are acting to the skin <laughs> yeah. on your cheek there. No, I know it's uh, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, they talk about that in that. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to derail. No, it. no, it's fine. Zombie question. Tarkin's like terrified me in Rogue One and it's one of the reasons I do, I've never revisited that movie I slept just, through it yeah <laughs> I've uh, yeah <laughs> slept through it and you woke up you saw Target you're like I'm no, having a nightmare no no it was literally like I sit down this was after like nine beers no it's disgusting and then we go into the movie and I'm like I'm ready to watch this movie Matt Mickelson comes out I'm like this is awesome <laughs> and then I wake up and Vader's murking everybody. I'm like, what's happening? What movie am I watching? You're watching a trailer for Battlefront at this point. But I think that's why the the Vader thing in that movie was so awesome to me because I'm like, that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. I revisited it after, and it was a pretty mad movie. But yes, yeah. um, so yeah, Peter Cushing played Admiral Tarkin, uh, but Christopher Lee played uh, Count Dooku in Episode Two and Three, and he's the only one with the designation of Count in the entire Star Wars universe. I obviously, <laughs> obviously done on purpose. Yeah, because Christopher Lee is famous for playing Dracula in the Hammer horror films. Right. So, uh, just a just a fun little fun little tidbit there. Um, he also had a metal band, didn't he? He did in oh, the, in like, but that. not even like. I feel like it was in his older age, like yeah. when he was like. 80s. Yeah, he yeah. had like a metal band. So, and obviously he played Saruman in in uh, Lord of the Rings. And Christopher Lee has a long, a long distinguished career, as does you know Peter Cushing. But these guys are ba- are basically like horror royalty, and who, it's coming from the Hammer horror films. Who did Cushing play in the Hammer horror films? Was he so Van he was Helsing? like he was Van Helsing. I thought so. uh, he looks Van Helsing. Yes. Yeah, and he was, um, and I can't remember the character's name now. But in the Mummy, he's the he's the uh, the. Uh, uh, Obviously, uh, the guy who one of the one of the few folks who helps dig up the the tome, tomb, not tome, tome. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of the, that's you know like Hammer Horror is uh, if you again if you're into horror, I feel like that's something that you've probably already seen. I'm late to this party, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm also watching them in my living room on the projector because they're not. I mean, they haven't been remastered. Like, no. there's no reason to watch them on my 4K TV. It doesn't right. make any sense. But I love watching them in the living room where I can have the lighting the way exactly the way I want it. It's all very like warm, low lighting. Uh, and uh, like, there's a there's a part there's a rug on the floor, but there's a part of it that doesn't have any furniture on it. So I get to like, you know, put some pillows on the floor, like lie on the floor, and kind of like watch this movie on a larger than life screen basically my the wall of my house i'll never have a tv that big so the quality and the, like the projector is not the best quality it's not a hd projector sure even but just watching them at that size and with you know the grain of the film and everything it just really puts you transports you to that time yeah so i i've really enjoyed not only just watching those movies but just watching them in my living room on the projector it's been it's been a real it's been a real blast so dope yeah well, we've done about five what is it? Forty minutes on this. Uh, done about almost an hour. 
Really? Yeah. This is uh, we're clocking in right now, and this part is forty minutes, and the last one was about sixteen. So oh. what do you want to do? You want to wrap it up? Yeah, we. Or did you have something else? Like I mean, I had I had more stuff. Yeah, but uh, we can even no. do another episode after this. Yeah. That? Yeah, I mean, like more shoot the shit episodes. Shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could just keep going. We're very interesting. Yeah, we could just keep going. Okay. And then and then chop it up. Yeah. We'll chop it up here, and then we'll just keep talking. After. Yeah. So we'll say bye for this episode. And we'll see you in the next episode where we haven't changed our positions, clothes, or opinions. Yet, it takes place days later. Weeks. <laughs> Weeks later. Weeks. Not doing another May. That was fucked. <laughs> Sadeep, if you're listening to this, you shithead. We gotta do... <laughs> we've gotta do Pet Cemetery. I didn't pay for... What was it? VIP tickets to go see Pet Cemetery to not review it. So if you're listening to this right now... You were a friend of the show. If you want to stay there, you better pick a time and date and stop traveling and doing whatever it is you do, you slippery bastard. Anyways, thanks for listening, folks. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Take care, guys. Please subscribe and like <laughs> and comment. Sadiq, don't fuck around. <laughs> Sadiq's not leaving a comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That will be our hard cut. Yeah. Uh,